This is the When Life Happens podcast, the real podcast all about helping real people overcome real life issues successfully. And since life never stops, let's get after it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I'm your host, William Jackson, and I am ecstatic because we have another opportunity to live, learn, and grow together. And today's a great day. Yesterday, January 24th, 2024, we had the Thrive Annual Virtual Summit. And I can tell you, it was life-changing. I can't tell you how incredible these moments were that we spent over the course of about an hour and a half, a little more than an hour and a half, and we talked about some incredible topics. There were practical life-changing tools that people walked away with to establish what I call a thriving way of life. It was, it was incredible. And all I can say is if you missed it, you are still in love because the recorded playback will be available on demand on my website next week. Now, there are certain parts where you miss out on because they were specifically tailored to the live audience, but you will get access to all of the information that if you apply it to your life, literally will change everything that you know about your existence. (laughs) I am so confident in believing that if you put these tools into practice, you will begin to move from merely existing to thriving in every way of life. And who doesn't want to thrive? Who doesn't want to thrive in their finances, in their relationships, in their health, in their mental and emotional stability? Who doesn't want to thrive in their careers and their businesses? Everybody wants to thrive, so everybody needs to see it. So next week, you can go to my website. It'll be available on demand, and you can literally just log in and let your thriving experience take place. But because I love you guys. You know, I love you, right? I love you so much. And I'm grateful for you and your presence and how you continue to support the podcast. I can't just not share some of it with you, right? So today I'm going to give you an appetizer. And it's not going to be one of the appetizers that are like at the fancy restaurants. Because for some reason, it seems that the fancier the restaurant, the lower of the amount of food you are served. Have you ever noticed that? That the more exquisite and elaborate and expensive the restaurant is, the portion seems to be just smaller and smaller and smaller. And sometimes you leave these restaurants and you pay an exorbitant amount of money, and then you just want to go through a drive-thru somewhere because you're still hungry. I'm not going to leave you like that. I'm going to give you some meat and potatoes. And then if you stick around to the end, I'm going to give you a little bit of dessert at the end. So uh, what I want to talk to you about today is a portion of what we went over at Thrive. And this is the section where we jumped into a fear detox 
where we were detoxing our hearts and our minds, our perspectives from all ounces of fear. The goal is to get us to a place and to get you to a place where fear, although it will always be present, it will not be the dominant force in your life. Fear, I think, oftentimes gets a bad rap. Fear is actually very healthy and it can be used in critical moments. It, When you have these uh, mechanisms that are working on on the inside of you and something clicks up and says, hey, something doesn't feel right, then your awareness rises. You are more keenly aware of your surroundings, of what's going on, who's over there, what's going on, what's that. And there's a good, healthy dose of that. That keeps you aware, keeps you aware of your surroundings. It keeps you aware of what's going on with the people that you love. And and it's important to have a dose of that. But it is very dangerous when fear begins to lead your life. So I'm going to share with you some of the information that I gave to the Thrivers uh, last night about how to detox your life from fear. And then I'm going to give you some practical tools on how to take the leap into the aspects of your purpose, your destiny, your dreams, your goals, the things that you gave up on, the things that you forgot about, the things that you just don't feel like you can muster up the confidence to step out and do. I'm going to teach you how. Are you ready? Are you ready? Because I am so Ready? As you can tell, I am still on a high from last night. So let's dive right into this fear detox. I like to say all the time, this is one of my quotes. Uh, If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I have a lot of them. So the main quote that I always say about fear is that fear is the absence of complete faith in the presence of incomplete promises. What does that mean? Fear is the absence of complete faith in the presence of incomplete promises. You know what I realize is that one of the greatest areas that fear arises in our lives is when we have sat in a place for a long time. When we are in places and spaces where it seems like it's not going to turn around and you can't see your way out, that's when The longer you sit there, the longer you are in that space, in that season, that's when you have a greater propensity for hopelessness to slip in, for despair and for fear. And the fear is having a lack of complete faith. And the truth of the matter is faith is not faith until it is tested, until it is chosen. A lot of people say, oh, I have faith. I believe. I believe that things are going to work out on my behalf. I think I believe that things are going to turn around. I believe that things are going to happen. I believe that this is my year. And we say those things, but we can't operate in faith or in the belief that we are professing until we hit that dry season, that dark moment, that that wall that proverbial wall that causes you now to put faith into action. Because until you choose faith, until you hit a space where you have to believe, then what you're speaking about is just a fantasy. And I think a lot of people think they're walking in faith and 
And the reality is they're walking around in fantasy because we think that we have faith. But then when life squeezes us, what really comes out a lot of times is our fear. This is why at times when people hit rough times, they want to get out of it quickly. Get me out of here. This doesn't feel good. Ouch. No, I don't like it. And we don't have the, the wherewithal to say, okay, I've been saying that this is my year, but now it's being tested. So now I got to show and prove if I really believe what I'm saying, if I really stand on this faith, do I really stand on the promises that I believe that things are going to work out on my behalf and in my favor? So I always say fear is the absence of complete faith in the presence of incomplete promises. What do you do when the thing that you've been hoping for hasn't materialized yet? What do you do? When not only has a thing that you've been hoping for, believing for, praying for, been working towards, hasn't materialized, but the very thing that you've been holding on to, to get you to the thing that hasn't materialized yet, starts to deteriorate. Ooh, what happens when life starts to squeeze you in every aspect? And the one thing that you were holding on, the solace that you had, that this was going to be my bright and shining star that I could hold on to, I could keep looking to this, that this was going to provide me what I needed in this season to get me to the next season, and then that starts to deteriorate. That starts to dry up. That starts to go crazy. When you said, all I had was this last thing, and now this is going crazy, what do you choose in that moment? Because the truth is, is that fear is going to either do one or two things. It's either going to paralyze you or it's going to propel you. Fear is either going to paralyze you from being able to move forward and actually step into the things that you desired and the things that you want and the things that you believe, or it's going to propel you into finding strategies or different ways or creative ideas on how to bring what you've been hoping for to life. But a lot of people hit this wall and fear paralyzes you. Get a diagnosis. Uh-oh. Paralyzed. And it could be scary. It can. But like I said, faith is in faith until it's chosen. Because every day is a choice. Every single day is a choice. What are you going to believe? So I'm going to teach you how to take the leap to step out into the things that you were created for because you were not created to live a life of fear. You were not created to just pay bills and die. You were not created to build someone else's brand for your entire life and not do anything of substantial value. Your life has significance. It has purpose. No matter where you are, no matter what age you are, there is significance in this season for you. Can I be honest with you? There's significance even in your struggle. There's significance even in your trauma. There's significance in your hurt. 
Now, that's the hardest thing to see is when we're in that, when we're in those seasons. But there's significance there. How can I say that? Because every time I came out of a dark season, every time I came out of a a place where I thought that I wasn't going to come out of, every single time where the hardest moments where I was battling depression and I was thinking about if life was worth living and I was still leading thousands and, and fighting depression and coming home to frustration and anger and misery and, and, Every time I came out of a season like that, when I look back on my life, I can see how that season developed me for this one. How the things that I went through when they were hard, when I lost my grandmother, who was everything to me. When I was bouncing back from life trials, when my finances had taking a hit when you name it when I was in a hospital bed paralyzed on the left side of my body every time I was in it I could not see that this was going to be a significant moment in my life that I would be able to draw on later because pain has this thing about it that once it hits you it makes you forget everything You ever got up in the middle of the night and tried to go to the bathroom and stubbed your toe? You forget everything. You forget where the light is. You forget that it's another dresser right here. You start bouncing around, knocking in stuff, and and you you lose all bearings. Why? Because that pain to that pinky toe shut your whole body down. (laughs) And that's what pain does oftentimes when you hit a rough spot. It makes you forget everything else. And then you get to the place where you're like, okay, I don't even, I can't see anything but this hurt and this pain. I can't see anything past what I feel right now. It's like being in a torrential downpour or in heavy fog when you're driving in a car and you literally can't see past the front of your car. But you trust the road that you're on. And that's what faith is. Faith is in the midst of every traumatic experience, in the midst of every hurtful space, in the midst of everything that I go through, I'm trusting the road that I'm on. Because I know that this road has to lead me to somewhere. Even for no other reason other than I've been on this road for far too long to try to turn around and figure out my way back to where I was. Imagine going on a road trip and driving for 200 miles and you hit some heavy fog and you say, okay, well, I'm not going to go the rest of the way. Let's just turn around and let's just drive these 200 miles back home. The people you were in the car with would probably say, have you lost your mind? We're not going to waste this trip. We're just going to keep trucking on. And that's why you got to have some people in your life to say, we're not going to waste this trip. We're not going to waste this pain. We're not going to waste this issue. We can't. We've come too far. We got to get up and do something with this. You don't die here. This is where you thrive. So how do you get to the place where you are able to leap, not just step out of fear? Because sometimes when you get to a place where fear is controlling you, you have to do something drastic to shake the system. 
you can't just be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to just ease my way out of this. This isn't the, the three feet in the pool, right? Where you like to come down on the steps and it's, oh, that's cold. Let me just slide in. Sometimes you just got a cannonball. You got to jump in and you automatically will adjust. Have you ever jumped in a pool? Just cold turkey? You just got to the pool. It's a hot, sunny day. You're in your swimsuit. And all of a sudden, something comes over you. And you run to the deep end. And you jump and yell, cannonball! Now, when that water first hits you, oh, it's a shock to the system. But you quickly adjust. Why? Because you're in it now. That's how you have to do with fear. Imagine being afraid of heights. And the first thing that you do to try to break that fear is jump out of a plane. The beautiful thing about jumping out of a plane, which I am dying to do. Somebody, please tell my wife, let me jump out of a plane. Because I just, I, and I know some of you may be like, why would you want to jump out of a perfectly good plane? Well, because, you know, sometimes you just got to do something to shock the system. And I am just one of those who are always looking for something to shock the system. Let's do something fun. Let's do something out of the ordinary. So imagine being afraid of heights and then you jump out of a plane. Now, when you're jumping out of a plane for the first time, for the first few times until you get certified yourself, you're jumping what's called tandem, which means you have an a instructor who is experienced a professional who is attached to your back. This is a person that's actually doing all the work. They're guiding you. They're, they're manufacturing the distance of how far to jump away from the plane. They are pulling the parachute. They are guiding the parachute. They're instructing you into the landing. They're doing all the work. But what happens is when you are jumping tandem and you have something on your back or someone on your back, when that door opens to a plane, nine times out of 10, if you were jumping by yourself, most people would say, you know what? I'm okay. I'm all right. Because that fear kicks in. You open that door and you see that you're 15,000 feet in the air. And then you realize that this is a perfectly good plane. (laughs) Something inside of you is going to say, no, don't do it. But when you are jumping and you have an instructor, They're going to toss you out the plane. Oh, we are jumping. And when you jump, you always hear the stories. I don't think I've ever heard a story. And you guys correct me if I'm wrong. If you've heard one, then shoot me a message and let me know. I have never heard somebody who was scared to jump out of a plane. And when they jumped, when they got to the ground, they regretted it. I have never heard somebody say, I was afraid of heights and I jumped out of plane and now I'm even more afraid and I'm so scared and I never want to do that again. Now, I've heard people say that was a, an amazing experience. I don't have to do that again. And I probably won't. But they didn't regret jumping. And most people get to the place where that fear takes over. And we don't even get to the place where we're willing to take the jump. So how do we take the leap? So if you look at leap as an acronym, you know, I love my acronyms. L-E-A-P. If you're writing it down, write it on uh, the vertical down a page or in your notes. 
or if you take notes, or in your mental Rolodex, just see it. L-E-A-P. How do you take the leap out of fear? The first thing that you have to do is you have to learn everything you can about the next level. Wherever you are going, whatever you desire, whatever you are hoping for, you have to do the work of learning everything you can about the next level. Why? Because knowledge is power. And when you know more, you have a greater confidence in going in. Imagine if you were going to apply for a job and before you did, you did two months of research trying to figure out everything about the company, the ins and outs, what the expectations are. You did some market research as to what's going on in this market. You talked to previous people who worked in the role that you were applying for. You talked to some current employees to get a feel for the culture. Then you did some interviews with the people that you were would be reporting to to get insights as to the breakdown of the full extent of this job what's the expectation what does the day-to-day look like how am I going to fit into this culture what are the main places of opposition or what are the main things that I'm going to be coming up against that I will face imagine being armed with all of that information even before you applied you would have a different level of confidence. Imagine if you wanted to be a world-renowned piano player and your coming-out party was going to be a recital that you were going to play for some top industry executives. But for six months leading up to the recital, you spent Hours, an hour, two hours, three hours a day practicing your craft, making sure your finger dexterity was on point, making sure every note was in place, that the the set list was perfectly crafted to show the full extent of your skill. After six months of preparing and learning everything that you would need to know about this moment, what the recital was going to entail, what type of equipment you would need, when are the cues, who can you expect to be there, what's the environment, what's the lighting going to be like. Imagine having all of that information. When When it was time for you to sit down and play this recital, the level of confidence and swag that you would have when you sat down because you would be prepared. How Would you be prepared because you did everything that you could to learn everything that you can about the next level? If you're going back to even jumping out of a plane, scared of heights, and you did the work to figure out, okay, what is the the propensity that the parachute is not going to open? Okay, how much uh, the amount, how many miles per hour am I going to be falling um, at at what rate or how how do I need to maneuver my hands or or what do I need to do in order to get prepared or or what do I need to wear or how is the equipment going to feel on my body? What does it feel like to have someone on my back? Matter of fact, let me go into one of the indoor skydiving places so I can get used to the Air Force. So when you do all of the the upfront work and you learn everything you can, 
you have you're armed with more and you have more and you and you increase your ability to overcome the fear that will arise now you're always going to get those jitters where there's a nervousness there's a nervous excitement but when you are confidently prepared with knowledge wisdom and understanding when you step into whatever you're about to do you have a different level of confidence and fear doesn't have the ability to take over what's e so l is learn everything you can about the next level e evaluate the facts separate from your feelings this is key because a lot of us lean into the feeling of fear and we completely disregard the facts have you ever been to a place where you got scared about something or you were overly concerned about something and you just thought yourself into a space where you were worked up where your mind went down a rabbit hole and now you've created an alternate reality of the six worst things that could have happened and you've catastrophized the entire moment before it even happened a lot of times we lean into the feelings. Okay, well, what is this? Well, what if this happens? Well, what if this doesn't happen? What if they say this? What if they don't say this? What if I have this? What if I don't have this? What if I don't get what I need? And we leave this moment and we are catapulted by our feelings and we stop evaluating the facts. What are the facts? The facts are the basis of what we know now. All I know is that this happened and that happened they said this and they didn't say that everything else is speculation and you have to be able to evaluate the facts separate from your feelings what are the facts of the case what's the truth about right now not how i feel about the truth what is the truth because people assume, and the, those assumptions will lead you into a place where you are frustrated and you are mistaking things and you are misreading things because feelings take over. But when we get down to the place where I'm able to stop, breathe, this is why it's important sometimes if you have an issue with somebody to take a beat to where you say, you know what, I just need a moment. Let, let me go. Let me calm down. Let me get level headed so when I can have a conversation, we can talk in a space of factual information and not a interaction where my feelings are governing what we're about to say. Let, let, let's just table this for a second. Let me take a beat. Let me get myself together. And I know the people who say, well, we just got to talk in a moment. We just we got to talk. That's very dangerous. I'll be very honest with you. Because when your feelings are running high, your feelings are irrational. They can change in any moment. So what will come out in that state could very well be irrational. But what you do and say in an irrational state, you cannot retract. So evaluate the facts separate from your feelings. What's the A? You have to get accustomed to anticipating the unexpected. Now, you can't prepare for everything, and I'm not talking about having paranoia. 
where you're always, oh, what may happen? I don't know. I don't know. what Because then that paranoia is rooted in fear. But if you are walking in with an awareness that something could go left, let me just be aware. Because most people are sort of floating through life. They are letting life lead, life dictate. Whatever come, whatever comes, whatever happens. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what the day holds. And we are just traveling along. And we're letting our day be led by whatever takes place. We don't have the structure. We don't have a plan for the day. We're just, hey, let's just wake up and see. And hey, if that works for you, that's cool. But if you're building something, you can't just go in and say, okay, well, I know we're trying to build a, a business from the ground up. Let's just see what happens. No, I got to be anticipating that when I get in here, that there may be some issues with the foundation. There may be something that I have to redo. I, I watch a lot of the uh, HGTV shows. Well, I used to when I had the time. And I love them. I love to see when someone takes ashes and ruin and rubble and create a masterpiece. And, you know, I'm very drawn to the creative aspects of how people put the color patterns together and their their designs and their design styles and backsplashes and that complement the cupboards and you incorporate technology. Like I love all of it, right? Like I just I love the creation of homes. I love when homes are done well. Well the feng shui is just feng shui and, and there's a great flow. I love it. But one of the things that they always tell you when people buy these homes, especially if they've been foreclosed on, especially if it's a, a home that's been vacant for so long, a home that's that's has been sitting for so long. You buy that home at a certain price. You better be anticipating that once you get in there, you're going to find something that you weren't really prepared for. Where you go in and you, oh, this house is $30,000. Okay, great. I'm going to buy this. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to make it a rental property. And then I'm going to have residual income. Okay, it sounds great. Until you buy the house for $30,000. And then you get in and you start doing some demolition. And you realize that there's a $40,000 issue with the foundation. Or you get in and realize that there is a, a hole somewhere within the crack of the surface that's causing water to seep in. And this water damage can literally create the foundation issues. And then now you have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 thousand dollars that you did not budget. But people always get in and it's like, OK, I didn't want this and I wish I didn't have to, but we got to get it done. Because they're anticipating that once I come in, there may be something I don't know. What if we had that type of mentality when you jump into something, when you start a new job or start a new venture, start a new relationship to to where you're just saying, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm excited about it, but I'm going to be aware because there may be something that happens that I wasn't prepared for. And if I'm always just in a place where I'm being aware, not necessarily guarded and not saying that you have to be paranoid or where you have to be defensive, but there is a great 
quality to going in saying, I'm going to pace myself. I'm going to watch. I'm going to see. I'm going to learn. And I'm going to be aware because people jump in and let their guards down immediately. I can't tell you how many times I got burned. I love people, right? And I would jump in. I'd be so excited about something or about a partnership or about a venture or about a project. And I jump in and I'm so excited. And it's like, yes, this is it. Okay, let's do it. Whatever, you know, and my guards all the way down. And then you get burned because something happens that you weren't expecting. So you got to be able to say, okay, if I'm going to take the leap, let me just be in a space where I'm anticipating the unexpected. So I'm always on a place where I have my guard up slightly. And then the P, right? So the L is learn everything you can about the next level. E, evaluate the facts separate from your feelings. A, anticipate the unexpected. And P is progress constantly. Progress constantly. When you're in a space where you're constantly working on you, where you're constantly working on being a better version of yourself, if it's a business owner or as a parent or as a spouse or as a sibling or as a as, as a child, it's whatever you're doing, if you're constantly working on it, if it's a skill, if it's painting, if it's music, if it's creative, it's if it's writing, whatever it is. If it's your health, if you are always constantly progressing, the more you get better, the more confidence you will have in this area, the less likely you are to to succumb to the fear that will arise in the new moments. The more you are progressing, if you are always working on you, always getting better, always If I'm always reading, if I'm always ahead of the trends, if I'm always studying to figure out what's going on in the market, uh, if I'm always aware of what's going on with the, the people who are in this industry and let me get better, let me be a better version, let me work on my craft, let me improve my communication with my spouse, let me develop on how I am as a parent, maybe I need to do more, let me assess what did I do right, what did I do wrong, how can I get better, the more you get better, the more you have a confident attitude in this area. I I'm an avid sports fan and we're currently in the NFL playoffs and this is a very exciting time very very exciting it's been some great football happening too but you see the people who come into the big moments who are extremely confident it doesn't appear like the moment is too big for them it doesn't appear like they are out of wax or out of sorts Why? Because they have progressed constantly behind the scenes. They practice on the drills. They practice on their timing. They practice under weights and tension and pressure. And and they, they did the work to develop themselves mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. They did the work. They were constantly progressing throughout the entire season and the off season. And they've prepared for this big moment. So many people want the big moment, but we are not progressing constantly to prepare for the moment that we desire. So you got to be constantly progressing. 
This is how you can leap out of fear. Imagine knowing everything that you need for the next level that you're headed to. Being able to to have something unexpected happen and address it and evaluate it separate from how I'm feeling about it with a clear conscience and an awareness to what the facts are. And then you're constantly progressing to the point that whenever something arises, when the new opportunity happens, you don't have to get ready. You're already ready. Because the time to be ready is not the time to get ready. When you get to the place where you realize that the opportunity of a lifetime only lasts within the lifetime of the opportunity, then you got to know that you got to be ready. And when you're ready and when you're confident, when fear tries to arise, that is when you can silence its voice and say, nope, not here, not now, not ever. I'm ready for this moment. I'm ready for what was presented to me, and I am determined to thrive. Listen, I hope you got something out of that. I'm so excited because we are on the heels, like I said, of Thrive, the annual virtual summit. And I have a special announcement because I'm so, so, so excited because now what we're doing as a result of everything that took place at Thrive is we have launched. The Thriving Momentum Group Coaching Program. I'm so excited about this. So this is a deeper dive. This is an in-depth preparation for you to access the nuances I'm talking about to be in a space where you are able to live at the highest levels of every area of your life. For Thrive, what we did was we did a mindset reset where I taught people how to reset your mind, how to let go of toxic thinking, and how to, to be prepared for what you were uh, desiring and praying for. In this group coaching program, we're going to do mindset mastery, where I'm going to show you how to get access to the space called more more in your finances, more in your health, more in your mental and emotional stability, more out of your relationships, more out of your children. I'm going to show you how to access the place called more. Then I'm going to give you empowerment strategies because it's not enough to be just equipped. You have to be empowered. That's a difference. See, people are equipped with information, but when you are empowered, you can take the information and, and transition it into application, and then you start seeing monumental results. And then I'm going to teach you how to activate on a deeper level your spiritual authority. Because so much of life is handled from a spiritual perspective. Could it be that the things that you are facing have nothing to do with the people that are attached to the things that you're facing? I'm going to show you how to activate that spiritual authority. And then you get access to the thriving community. And these are going to be people who have like-minded aspirations and desires, who want to thrive, who want to be the best version of themselves. Listen, it's, it's, I'm, I'm knocking your friends, but if you don't have some people around you that are thriving with the same mentality to say, 
I don't want to settle. I want more out of life. I want to experience everything that I was supposed to experience and have access to this life. And I want, I want the most out of life. I want the most out of my marriage. I want the most out of, if you don't have those type of people around you, then guess what? You will continue to settle for what the people around you have grown accustomed to. You got to get around some thrivers. And when you get around thrivers, that is when your ability or your propensity to thrive rises. So the Thriving Momentum group coaching program, it starts February. I'm giving you a hot off the press opportunity to jump into this program and change your life. What do you get in the, the thriving program? There are four sessions, hour and a half sessions, where we're going to do a deep dive on these topics. I'm going to give you a workbook. There's going to be assignments. It's going to be stuff. And it's not going to feel like work. It's not going to feel like an added thing. But man, I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to bring the best out of you, out of your mental, emotional, spiritual, and even physical perspectives. So that way you are able to not only hear this information, but to apply it in such an incredible way. I want you to thrive. I want you to live at your highest potential. And this is how we're going to get there. So you can go to my website, www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com. Go under coaching and courses and right at the top is a thriving momentum group coaching program. Sign up. I'm telling you, it is going to be life changing. I'm, I'm only opening 50 slots and I, I have interest and people are already saying that they want these slots and they're putting uh, the their things in place in order to make sure that they have things locked in because I just dropped this last night. So. I'm giving it to you early because once they fill up, that's going to be it for this, for these sessions. So um, once again, it's time for you to thrive, but you got to make that investment in you. You got to see yourself as your greatest commodity and, and you got to want more out of life because I want more out of you. I'm so excited to not only just live, learn and grow together, but to thrive together. Well, that's all the time that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the When Life Happens podcast. I hope that you found this episode both impactful and inspiring. Before you go, like and share the show, subscribe to it, leave us a comment, rate us and review us on all podcast platforms. Your engagement helps us reach more people and create a better show. But the fun doesn't have to stop here. If you're interested in more resources and tools of how to live a fulfilled life and step fully into your purpose or purchase your copy of the life-changing book, When Life Happens, head over to www.theofficialwilliamjackson.com for more information. Until next time, keep rising, keep thriving. And remember that no matter what life throws your way, you have everything inside of you you need to overcome and succeed when life happens.